you still can't hear the intro, can you? No. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting here in silence. I thought about throwing in a jump scare, like yelling "boo" or some shit like that, but we'll hold off a bit on that. I'm slowly trying to lower the volume. Hey, everyone! Welcome to Couch on Fire podcast. I'm Rob. That is. I don't know, some fucking guy. I was waiting for you to say your fucking name. Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, man, I, I ain't one of them fucking rollers. I need a, a herald to... Ooh, that's a good idea, though. Get me some, like, intro music or something. <laughs> Jesus, you got excited real quick. I was actually... Well, actually, <laughs> talking, to, talking to Mark today, I, I stopped by the old teeter, and uh, he said I look like a professional wrestler out of my work clothes. We started coming up with potential ideas for my fucking uh, my stage name and my catchphrase and stuff and my signature finish and move. Oh, my gosh. If you have any ideas, I'm all open to them. Otherwise, viewers, get to work. You know what? <laughs> That's your summer homework is coming up with my wrestling persona. Bam, 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 bam. It could be connected to be like my, my cooking. You know, I could just come in with like a full pot of chili and just like bash a dude over the head with it. Oh my That'd be my god. finishing move is just like dumping the chili all over his ass. Oh god. Okay. Hey. Well. Yeah. Oh. All right. Um. <laughs> speaking of horror. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of a fucking horrifying sight. All right. A Jesus. All right, Griffin. What up, boy? It's time to talk about something that I've been waiting to talk about. All right. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm waiting to talk about, but today's episode, we're going to talk about horror TV shows, the television, the television horror. Now, disclaimer, I don't watch a lot of horror TV shows. I have, uh, I don't know what it is. Well, what's, like I said, what's considered horror? If it's sci-fi, horror, and fantasy, then absolutely I've watched a lot of, you know, horror TV shows and things like that, but. What about you, Griffin? Well, well, the, the problem is, is that you know, I, I think the only thing that works like thematically is hybrid genre TV shows like horror, fantasy, horror, sci-fi, and stuff. Straight up horror doesn't really lend itself that well to long-run TV shows, specifically because like the the more you're exposed to something, the less scary it becomes. Like, consider, like, the Halloween franchise or Friday the 13th or anything like that. I, by the time I got around to watching the original Halloween, I'd already been so immersed in, like, the legend of Mike Myers and stuff that it was nothing to me. It's just a guy in a fucking uniform running around stabbing people. Um, But when he first appeared, that first appearance in that first movie, when no one knew about him, no one knew his name, he was so iconic and so terrifying, so unique that he kick-started that whole series. That was originally supposed to be just an anthology series. He was supposed to be a one-off villain, but he ended up spawning like 15 fucking movies. Mm-hmm. You know, and then with each progressing movie, it got less and less scary and more and more just like campy humor. Um, so they did the hard reboot in, I think, 2008, something like that, with uh, Rob Zombie. Oh, Jesus. And then, of course, one in 2018. Yeah. Um, but you know that that kind of odd fucking rambling is just basically there, there aren't a whole lot of straight <laughs> horror TV shows out of there. Um, even uh, there's some good historical horror, yeah. like you and I have both seen uh, Chernobyl. Yeah, that's fucking amazing, like incredible. Um, the oh. I've been trying to get you to watch AMC's The Terror, which is also really good. It's like a historical fiction, but it's also got a horror bent to it. Okay. 
Um, like, what, what do we consider horror shows, basically? What, what would be on that list? Um, I know American Horror Story goes on there by default. Um, uh, I mean, it's the titles and the name. Um, yeah. You know, like, if you're talking about modern, obviously, I would consider Game of Thrones. An really? Act. See, well, I only consider parts. I, I do. It's It's horrifying. Well, especially mm-hmm. the last season. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, especially <laughs> the fucking writing, Jesus. All right, well, let me give you let me give you a better analogy. But 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 you ha- you have to understand, like I put so many shows under the horror genre for me because if it does keep me suspense and it does scare me and you know and change things, it really does. Um, you know, and doesn't have to be a killer. It doesn't have to be bloody. Um, like you're saying, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Ugh, I can't speak. Um, that was pretty fucking. Uh, that was just frightening because you know it happened, and the way they're they're handling it is just wow. And in in lines of that, making a murderer, the documentary on um, Netflix, it is a TV show because it's just a, it is a documentary, but it's broken up in episodes. So I would consider it a show, and that's kind of scary because that's the stuff that it's like the thing that's scary is our government and the police and stuff like that. But if you want to get the real horror. I mean, American Horror Story. You got The Walking Dead. I don't want to, you know, I obviously The Walking Dead. But the one that I think is still going strong and doing well um, is Stranger Things. I just watched season three. And um, Bravo. I'm telling you right now, Bravo. That's pretty good. Um, I might have to go back and give that another try because I'll be honest, I dropped out about halfway through season two. Season two was good, but season two was there was one episode that they hate. Everyone is hated in season two, and um, spoiler alert: there's an episode in season two where they're talking, you know, like where Eleven goes and sees that she's has other people related to her, like that. Are oh, like, see, that's the episode I dropped. See, that's the episode that everyone they even talked about it in an interview. They said. Like the writers were like, "Oh my God, we're never doing this again." So in season three, <laughs> they, 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 there's no fucking shit like that in season three. Yeah. Uh, it's actually pretty damn amazing. There's more monster, more blood, more like, oh, it's just great. More, it's it's just it's really great. Let's just say it opens up with the kid at a movie theater watching, um, you know, Day of the Dead. I mean, come on, <laughs> it's just cool, yeah. cool, cool stuff. Anyway. Check that out. That's a good show. Um, but what was it? The Strain? Did you ever watch that? No, I read the book. Um, um, actually, I watched the first episode of The Strain, like the super long two-hour yeah. one. And uh, it, it was it was uh, it was it was pretty good. The the like the one of the deaths in that episode was amazing, and I know you know which one I'm talking about. Um, it's been a while since I watched it. I can't remember. Tell me. I just remember somebody's head getting pulped like a fucking watermelon oh. against the floor. <laughs> okay. That's where I'm like, okay, I like this. I like where this is going. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, yeah, look, man. So mm-hmm. if, but no, I. So here, here's here's the thing. So while you were telling me about that scene, I looked up horror TV. So if you look up horror TV, it gives you a list of what they consider, what Google or whoever the people are doing this consider horror TV shows. And some of them I did not see. Um, so we talked about the haunting at Hill House. I have yet to, um, I have yet to watch that because I'm not really a big ghost person. Um, uh, I did start watching Slasher. 
Now that is a uh, what is that on? Is that on? Yeah, that's on Netflix right now. But I think it's actually a Canadian-based TV shows. It's been, it's I think it's still active. It's been active since 2016. But it's a uh, it's about a killer. So I only watched two episodes of that. But then there's like you know Bates Motel. I didn't get into it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I Zombie. I didn't really uh, watch that. Even though I like zombies, that was just it's just it's a little weird. I did watch Castle Rock. Pretty fucking that was that's a pretty cool show. I'm actually waiting for the next season. Um, didn't get into Hannibal. Did you watch Hannibal? No, that's on my watch list. Okay. If you nothing know, else, I'm I'm ready for the food porn. I've heard there's some great food porn in there. <laughs> with him just like cutting people up. There's a um there was a show that I I watched the first season. It's called Santa Carly Carita Diet. The Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, the Santa Clarita Diet. Diet. Yes, I watched the first season, and it's just it's just a funny take on. You know, someone just eats dead bodies. She's a zombie. <laughs> um, that's you know that's that's see those are scary. Now here's where it gets a little bit weird. So growing up, my father, right, he would sit me down and we would watch The Twilight Zone, and that's more sci sci like sci-fi ish, but The Twilight Zone can be can be scary. I mean, because they do some scary shit on there. So the Twilight Zone in that same round, the Twilight Zone. Remember, I think Nickelodeon. You you were see. I'm talking. I know you're younger than me, but there used to be a show on Nickelodeon from 1990 to 2000 called "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" And it was about kids that sat around a campfire and they would just tell horror stories. And when they tell the horror stories, they would reenact them. So that you know that that was a good fucking show. Say anything like Goosebumps, something like that. Yes, I remember that from when I was a kid. Well, yes, it's it's like Goosebumps, but a TV show. And oh, then, well, Goosebumps was a TV show, my dude. Oh man, well, but when I was a kid, it was just a book, so that's uh, why I was doing it. Damn, you're old. <laughs> yeah, um, it was big when I was a kid. I remember um, I used to sneak downstairs because I was really into horror movies when I was like really, really young. I was so fascinated about it. So I was like, uh, I think I was like six or seven. I snuck downstairs, and my parents had HBO or Showtime or one of those one of those stations that you normally can't get at that time. And um, I turned it on because I used to want to watch Tales from the Crypt. And you, I know you don't know this because I think you were born when it stopped. <laughs> like, yeah, when, probably. <laughs> so, but Tales from the Crypt is basically it's the same thing. It's a storytelling. But it was the skeleton guy, and he had this weird voice, and he was just like, oh, let me tell you a story about this guy, blah, blah, blah. And it's just – it was kind of like, are you afraid of the dark? In the Twilight Zone. So they all kind of had the same premise. Um, but, yeah. So, you know, we didn't we didn't talk about True Blood in the last uh, episode we did about vampires. But True Blood was a good TV show. Did you see that? Oh, no. No, just bec- – the only reason why, I'll be perfectly honest, is yeah. because there was this – this neighbor of mine who is like the most stereotypical like you know fucking romantic comedy kind of watcher you know she's wears glasses and she drinks these big glasses of red wine and yeah. talks on like she likes game of thrones but not for the actual like show itself it's for kit harrington you know getting in all these sexy situations and stuff and she keeps raving about fucking true blood and i'm like ah oh, christ here we go it's gonna be like twilight the tv show true blood so the reason why I liked it is because I, I'm not gonna lie. I like I like it's it's a good show. Let me let me all right here. True Blood for the people that don't know who True Blood is, it, it is hands down 
a soap opera with vampires and werewolves. Now, the reason why I like True Blood is not because of the vampires. It's because of the the werewolves, the wolf pack. I love the. I wish there was more of them in that show. I was upset that they're not, but I love the way they portrayed the werewolves. So that's you should check it out. I mean, you should check out a couple hmm. episodes, not the first one. The first one sucks. <laughs> um, let's see. Right, I'll give it a look. Um, so now I see it on there. I see the list. So it gives you the top like 20 horror TV shows, you know, that have been around in the last like couple mm-hmm. uh, last couple decades. So the mm-hmm. first one obviously American Horror Story. They 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 put that number 1. Now, my my views on You know, I I think what American Horror Story does with different episode of different every season's a different scenario. That's awesome. I love that. Because then you don't get bored, you don't get tied up. There's, you know, the beginning of the season. You're gonna learn about these characters, and you know by the end, it will be closure. There is no opening thing. There is no like, oh my god, cliffhanger for the next season. The cliffhanger is seeing a new type of mystery. Well, I I like the idea of American Horror Story, and I think the the first two seasons really use that idea very well. Like they a completely like disconnected story. It's com- I forget the word starts with an A, but they're like like you can watch in them in any order. Yeah. Um. And same actors playing different characters. There's a lot of blood, a lot of gore, a lot of plot twists. The problem is there's this thing on TV tropes. It's called flanderization. Where basically you know it's like on The Simpsons. Ned Flanders started out as a really reasonable character. now Bible thumper kind of guy yeah, and basically just showed up to be humiliated by Homer the same problem happened with American Horror Story every new season you set up these characters but they're not normal believable characters like in the first season or they're not justifiably crazy characters like the inmates in the insane asylum in the second season they're seemingly normal people who just act fucking like deranged you know it's like they're they're theater students or something No, no disrespect to theater students you know, it's it's unbelievable. Well, it's well, one of the stupid. things I have I've always thought that um, it's so hard for TV shows to get over that third or fourth season hump. It seems like every show I've ever watched, the third season's usually good, and the fourth season's the one that usually you know, like, oh, like what's going on? It's not as popular. Or the the third season's good. Well, you know, yeah, it's the thir- it's third or fourth season hump. Sometimes some of them don't even make it to the third season. And that's what I thought Stranger Things was going because this is the third season. And I thought, okay, well, this is not going to be that great. I, the, you know, I know I talk about it because it's fresh on my brain, but the, um, it's just very, the only thing that sucks about it is that the kids are growing up too fast. Like you can tell, like they, they all, they act and talk like they would season one and two. But they're like six feet tall and they have mustaches, <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. But yeah, so but yeah, American Horror Story. I hear what you're saying. I, you know, it's, well, that's it's just that, that's actually one of the concerns I had when I really liked Stranger Things and I heard they were doing a second season with the same kids and stuff like that. It's like, look, the first season was great. Second season had great moments in it, but how much longer can you keep spinning out these same character dynamics before it gets old? 
Well, see, the season three, the way it ended, without without spoiling anything, the way it ended, at first, I, I really thought that they just ended it the way they did. And then, then I read online that they um they already approved the season four. So then I was like, okay, well, since they really they, they didn't leave a cliffhanger, and I'm sitting there like, okay, well, my my thought and suggestion is season four would be the last one, in that season four is them all grown up, because if you saw what happened at the very end, you would understand what I'm saying. Um, mm. I mean, do you care? Because I'll just say spoiler, you guys just you know. I mean, do you do you re- I do intend on watching it. One oh day. yeah, do yeah. You reasonably think that the experience will be ruined by hearing about it? No, 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 no. Okay, well then go for it. I mean, no, the only thing is like, um, after you know, because every every sh- whatever happens during the at the very end, um, you know, everybody's happy, everything's okay now, um, and then people are moving away. So that's why I that's why I say that that it didn't really leave like a good cliffhanger until they said go back and rewatch it again and at the after and then watch after the credits. So after the credits is the thing that I'm never going to tell you. You're just going to have to figure that out. And then it now it explains it to me. But that's where I thought they were going. I thought they were going to do like a season four, all of them growing up, kind of like it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I, I, we'll stop talking about that. We'll move on because I don't want you to get too and dived into it. But speaking of, I mean, so after American Horror Stories, the House on Haunted Hill, um, not I mean the the hill. What is that? The Haunting ha- of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. Then I it, think. yes, that's what it is. So on Netflix. Then it's Stranger Things. Then it's The Walking Dead. So The Walking Dead obviously probably would have been up there because at first the first couple seasons were great because you didn't see this stuff before. But now The Walking Dead's more about people versus people. Oh, and there's a little, sprinkle a little bit of zombies in it, and that's what's going on. With, and people and zombies are just getting oversaturated. Trust me, I know. I'm fucking in love with zombies. I was about to say I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> I'm not the one making this uh, making this argument. But, you, but do, do you agree? <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, um, it's just it's I, over. I had my own problems with The Walking Dead. Um, I loved the first season. I thought it was incredible. You know, I blew through it in like a day. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem was, of course, AMC being greedy little bastards, they did Frank Darabont dirty. I love Frank Darabont. He's made some some of my favorite films I've ever seen. You know, Green Mile. He did fucking like The Mist. I think he did Stand By Me. I'm not sure. Um, just all these amazing films. They put him in charge, and that's the reason why the first. What? Because of his directing, oh. and when you see interviews on his plans for the later seasons, they sound amazing. <laughs> Problem is, after season one, and it was this runaway success. It was one of the most profitable opening seasons in AMC's history. They said, "Okay, you did six episodes on this amount of money." We're going to give you half the amount of money, and we want 13 episodes. And that's why half of season two is shot either indoors or on the same goddamn farm. That's why it takes them pretty much all of season two to get off the farm. Well, see, someone who read the graphic novel, I think season two is the only one that's actually accurate. Because in the graphic novel, um, two books worth are at the farm. Herschel's farm. Like two, mm-hmm. bo- two books worth. So... And these are so one book is five comics, so that's ten comics worth of 
them at the farm. So that to me, that was the only thing that was you know normal. But I do hear what you're saying though. For someone that's never read it, it was kind of boring. It was. I get it. I get it. It was kind of boring. I mean, even the books were a little boring. But it was more about character building, I think, in that in those in the, those things. But I I agree with you. I do. I just I, it, it it aggravated the <laughs> shit out of me. You know, it um, wastes such good potential. Oh. And well. I'm listening. I, I'm I'm okay with the idea of people on people instead of people on zombies mm. because zombies are only as a, as scary. It's it's the same problem we were talking about. Like the the less you know about them, the scarier they are. Like less you know about their capabilities. As these years go by, it's like okay, what can we? How can there be anything scary again? You know, from zombies, they walk slow. They're only dangerous if they bite you. They can't shoot you or anything. So either we have characters that are completely stupid, we have forced conflict, or the zombies aren't scary anymore. Um, I get where they're going from. Mm -hmm. The problem is it seems like so much conflict in The Walking Dead is very repetitive. It starts yeah. out like, no, I agree. oh, we need, to, we need to trust people. And then they trust people, and they people get killed, and then it's like we shouldn't have trusted people. We need to fight them. Oh, yeah. We need to fight together. You know, Rick will get up and say some stupid-ass speech. And then the conflict in the story will go from we're not surprised anymore, now we just have to act stupid so that the bad guy can get the jump on us and put us in this dangerous situation. Yep. And... I hate... I mean, we, we've mentioned before how much I hate stories that are run by stupidity. Mm -hmm. That rely on characters being stupid in order for anything to happen. Well, That's what The Walking Dead turned into. I'll just wait until I get to the rest of this list. You're going to really think something stupid. Oh, boy. <laughs> but it's that time, Griffin. Give me money. Actually, I, oh. I got to take a piss, so we're just going to roll a lovely ad from our sponsor. Oh, nice little ad break, huh? While I, um, while I take a piss. So, right, <laughs> hey, how was that ad? We're back now. <laughs> oh, well, I it's just lucrative. Yes, definitely check out whatever ad that is because I think that we have like three ads now. Whatever ad that is, uh, yeah, I love their sponsor. Damn, boy. That, that sounds pretty shitty. But anyway, yeah, okay. In the world, huh? All right. Well, you're helping, so that's always good. Hmm, happy uh, to help. So we just covered those first four. The next one I know you haven't seen because when I said the name earlier, you were kind of like, meh. But um, the next two will go through – well, actually, the next couple will go through really quick. So Slasher – Mm -hmm. Slasher, yes, I think it's. I'm yeah, never sure. heard of it. The reason why I think it takes place in Canada is because the cars have license plates to say uh, Ottawa, so clearly they're in Canada. But Slasher, I don't know. It just it says it's got really good ratings, and so I watched the first episode, which was pretty good. Um, I just haven't got time to watch the next one because doing stuff at work, I you know, and then just watching Stranger Things. So Slasher's on there. Then after that, it's the Terror. Which that's what you're you're recommending. Yes. I know we've talked about the book and we've talked about the show a couple of times on here, so we don't have to spend too much time on it. But I, that is actually the next thing I want to watch. I'm just gonna figure out how to watch it though, because I don't. It's that's a good question actually. Let me see if there's they have a a legal way for you to watch it um, without some kind of subscription. But it's one of those shows that to me it changed a lot from the books. Yeah. But oh, it's on it's on Hulu if you've got that. Oh okay, okay, okay. Um, it changed a lot 
plus, but I felt like all the changes were in service of making it into a better show. Okay. Like usually they change something from the books that I enjoy and I'm pissed off. Uh, this one, they made a lot of changes, a lot of cuts. They kind of smashed a lot of characters together, mm-hmm. but there wasn't ever a change that I thought was for the worse. Well, that's good. Like, even the ending was pretty good. And that's that's a lot, you know? It's usually horror TV shows, they have shit endings. Yeah. Like, nine times out of ten. Well, it's it's still going on, right? It's not... Uh, no, the first season is a contained story. Uh, the next season... It's gonna be like an anthology, kind of like American oh, Horror Story. okay, okay. Um, the next season takes place inside the Japanese internment camps during World War II. Apparently okay. there was some kind of supernatural shit that went on down there okay. from what they mentioned. So we'll see. See, that's what I'm saying. So the terror and then the next show that's listed, to you know, they sound like that they're more sci-fi horror than they're regular horror. So you got the terror, and then the next mm-hmm. one on the list is Supernatural. <sighs> I have never watched this show in my entire life. Now, I've seen a lot about it because it's it's been around since I graduated high school. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I I saw half of the first season, and I feel the same way about it. This is going to be pretty controversial. We might end up getting banned from Twitter. I feel the <laughs> same way about it that I feel about Daku, where it's it's a great concept, an amazing premise. You got these good actors who are giving it their all, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna be frank here. It's more concerned about catering to teenage girls with like the two hunky leads and stuff constantly making fuck me eyes at each other despite the fact that they're brothers than it is about keeping a coherent engaging storyline like there's so many times where the, the problem could be so easily fixed in an episode but they stretch it out so it becomes a full episode problem so they can have season after season after fucking season of these two and they start doing like the fan service shit where they get real meta and they break the fourth wall and everything and yeah it's, it's such a waste if you want to get the supernatural experience if you want to get the best part of it that I actually wanted to see like for the rest of the series the first episode or the I think it's like the second to third episode in season one it's called the Wendigo okay I love the Wendigo as a like as a monster yeah and they really do it justice like this crazy supernatural thing that's faster than fucking sound and you can't really defend yourself unless you just unless you're lucky or stupid enough to kind of to do the right thing mm-hmm. if they could have done in a, like once I feel like there was this show it's a terrible show um, back when I was a kid it was called like Lost Tapes or something like that or The Lost Tapes let me look it up the lost tapes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Lost Damn, tapes. I'm good. Lost tapes, where it's an entire, it's an anthology series about basically like found footage recreations of encounters with like werewolves and vampires and Bigfoot, chupacabra. They had a Wendigo on there. The special was terrible. The acting was terrible, but. It was such Damn. an engaging premise as a child it, that a lot of those episodes fucking terrified me. It's it's crazy, though, because the synopsis that you're telling me sounds amazing, but you're saying yeah. that it's just terrible. <laughs> so Well, the, the process, like, there's this... It's, it's great, you know, when it first starts out. 
there's a couple characters that just walk around. Ooh, we're going to shoot this metal music video in the forest. And then, you know, night starts falling and they got like the smoke machine going to do the thing. And shit starts going down. You start hearing stuff in the trees. And even though none of these people can act for shit, you know, and they can't sell that they're scared, it's still engaging. It's engrossing to a child because you're like, oh my God, what if I was stuck in the woods with this thing? And then the monster just comes, you know, comes flying out of nowhere, grabs somebody up and starts killing them. And it's like, wow, that looks like shit. But it's still an amazing idea. Wow. They had a couple of episodes where the special effects were good. And they, they're like the best ones in there. I, I, I think it was the Chupacabra episode um, where they have this scene where their character is hiding and they're just sticking the top of the camera just like out of their hiding spot. And the Chupacabra comes walking into view. And it's the size of a fucking horse. Wow. And it's terrifying. And they have another one where it's, it's like this hybrid of zombie and vampire. Uh, and it's in this haunted house type thing. And it goes up in the walls and starts like punching through the walls to get at the people. And it's this like fucked up veiny arm and stuff. It's a, it was an amazing idea. And I thought, okay, let's do that with better effects, better mm-hmm. actors, and a coherent storyline. That's what I thought Supernatural was going to be. It was going to be like a like a, a fictional version of like those hunting shows. You know, yeah. we have like a, a big game hunter going to different countries hunting these dangerous well, animals and stuff. This sounds like the Lost Tapes need to come back. Just reboot it. Yeah, honestly, reboot it. You know, it was an Animal Planet original. Um, it had three seasons. It got terrible reviews and then got canceled. Um, well, they tried. <laughs> And it's the problem is I'm reading one of the reviews and it says, you know, Animal Planet could be accused of repacking a horror show as an animal documentary. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. That was the draw for me. You know, it seemed so real at the time. It seemed so realistic. Well, that's that's good horror. When when you yes. fi- when you feel like it's real, it's it's good horror. That's good horror. Well, yeah, you know, let, let's not give it too much credit. I was seven years old at the time. <laughs> um, Still had the same mentality, though. Yes, of course. I haven't changed at all. Um, well, well, yeah. Well, so, so yeah, they ended up getting too far into demons and mm-hmm. you know and ghosts and shit, well, which we've already mentioned are, are not my thing. Well, with that said, that all that shit, the demons and ghosts and stuff, um, you know, the next TV show that we're about to talk about, that's pretty much the whole thing, and that's Ash versus the Evil Dead. Which I have not seen, nor any of the Evil Dead movies. Uh, what? Yeah, the only thing I ever saw Bruce Campbell in was Burn Notice, and he was good in that. So, but. well, here's the thing about the Evil Dead movies, and, you know, I'm sure we'll dive into it eventually this summer, but one of the things I would say is they're not good, but they're cult classics. You ever, you know, like, there's a movie that I fucking hate, but... I respect it as being a cult classic, and that's Donnie Darko. Um, I you know we'll, we'll don't hold everything from there, but we'll talk about the movies, the horror movies that we we hate later this summer. <laughs> let's just let's, or not hate or have problems with, but anyway, like it's a cult classic. So Ash and the Evil Dead. I've never seen a TV show. I know the premise of it because I've watched Evil Dead and um, Army of Darkness, which are basically basically one and two of evil dead um there's some it there's it's fucked up it's a really fuck there's a lot of fucked up shit in it but it's more comical horror you know 
There's a lot of funniness yeah. to it. And um, so I'm guessing the TV show's like that. I mean, it had good ratings. It did get canceled. Um, it is over with now. But obviously it's high up on this list because there's, you know, Twilight Zone and, and all this other shit. The Outer Limits and all this is all way back there. So it's really high up on this list. So that's good for them. Good for them. Um, the next thing, the next thing, what, you have something to say? Yeah, I would say, you know, with all the popularity of anthology series like, yeah. you know, um, what the fuck, American Horror Story and stuff, what I'd love to see from a horror series, there's so many amazing short stories out there, like compilations of really good short stories, be it from Stephen King, there's a couple from like H.P. Lovecraft, that I think would translate really well to the to the TV screen. Yeah. If you could just get like an anthology series and each season is dedicated to a different writer. Because there's writers out there with just oh, books and books man. and books the, the, of short stories. The struggle of going through that process of probably trying to find a, you know, like, so once you find the writer, you got to get the rights, you know, like, ah, uh, mm -hmm. well, the season's doing well, but do you pay all the writers the same? Even though Stephen King might, ah, Stephen yeah. King, you're going to, you're going to get into like, okay, well, you got this guy who wrote this and his episode was episode one and it got like 500, you know, million views. But then episode two was Stephen King's book or Stephen King's story and mm -hmm. no one, no one really liked it, but it still got over 600. Th it's just, I don't know. I like the idea. I think it's great. I think there is short stories. I do think Netflix recently just did a short story of Stephen King's. I didn't watch it yet. Oh my god, it's about that uh, Frank. Well, I forget the name of the actor. He was in the mist, but he basically. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a uh, 1922, right? Yeah, it's 1922. Yes. Yeah. So, like, it, and that was a short story from Stephen King. Um, was well, it? Uh, technically, it was the the full novella, as it's called, was a a couple hundred pages. It wasn't a full length book. Um, fantastic book. I mean, if you ever want to be terrified of rats, just read that story. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to seeing it because I like Thomas Jane. I think oh, he's yes. kind of an underrated actor. He was great in The Punisher. Um, he, he, he's my only Punisher. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, let that be said, John Brenthal does a great job. You know, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but... Thomas Jane is, is amazing, and I think he would probably pull off that role really well. I'm not going to spoil anything about the story, but I think you should definitely watch it. Um, there's another one out there called Gerald's Game that is also a Netflix original. It got apparently rave reviews about a night of passion gone horribly wrong. Well, you know um, the director of that is also the director of the new Sh the Doctor uh, Sleep movie. Oh, Oh, that's so, good. I might actually see Doctor Sleep then. Well, he also directed the, the was it the House on Haunted Hill? I keep calling it fuck it, the Hill House Haunting. Yeah. <laughs> like he also directed yeah. that whole series, so he knows what he's doing. So I'm pretty excited about that. Now let, let, let me let me say real quick. You said you're not too into trying out uh, Haunting of Hill House. Yes, Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. I gotta say it a couple times. No, so I watched the first ten minutes of it. And sometimes, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, if I'm not grabbed in the first 10 minutes, I still watch it, but I get distracted by other things. I really do have ADHD, and it, it has been getting worse. So I watched, you know, the beginning, father go check underneath the bed and look everything and close the door and walk back to the room, you know, all that good stuff. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. Like, it's like the whole Insidious thing and the whole Annabelle thing. 
It's just not my cup of tea, and, and in my eyes, that's pretty much what that whole series is about, is like a haunting of a house. Oh, no. no. <laughs> so you're saying Dude, I should watch it. You know how much I hate ghosts and demons and shit? Yeah. When I tell you that I managed to get over my hatred of demons and ghosts and shit because of that show, I know it's it's a very divisive show. You either love it or you hate it. But there are scenes in there, scary scenes and character acting scenes and stuff that are masterful. I mean, all the actors are great, even some of the kids, which that's saying a lot. Usually kids can't act worth a shit. Um, they are really great about setting up tension and atmosphere with, like, music or not using music. Mm -hmm. Like, there are some jump scares, but most of those are earned, I feel. Like, there's never just, like, a jump scare for the sake of the jump scare. It's always this masterful setup of tension. It takes, like, a couple of minutes. You're on the edge of your seat. And then, boom, something happened. and just scares the living shit out of you. There's a couple of scenes when they're kids and then a couple of scenes when they're adults. It scared me so bad I almost dropped the drink I was drinking so, at the time. So, okay, okay. But realistically, it's like, like I said, you know, hybrid horror movie. You don't go there just for the scares. Mm -hmm. The characters are really well written and incredibly well acted the well, entire time. I'll, so. to, well, I'll check it out. I'll check it it's, out. It's more of a character drama than yeah. a horror story. I I have it in my queue. I have a queue, and right next to it is this movie called The Perfection. The Perfection. Have you heard of that? Yeah, Perfectionist. Yeah, I've I've heard about it. I've heard the controversies about how it's supposed to be like making people vomit and shit. Yeah, so that's why I kind of want to watch it. I actually watched the scene that people uh, vomited it, and uh, it didn't make me vomit, but it was it – was, it was, listen, I've seen a lot of Eli Roth shit. That is not going to make me vomit. <laughs> so, no, I was about to say, you know what? Like, I, could probably, I could probably maintain a stiffy watching that fucking scene, some of the stuff we've seen, you know? Oh, uh, yes. So the next couple ones on the list, not to get too derailed off of it um, – or stupid ones like Scream. I guess that's an MTV thing going on here. Ah, fucking MTV. You know they're trying to. I mean, horror. I don't know. Yeah, but Scream's on there. Then the Fear of the Walking Dead, which is basically the Walking Dead, which is just new people. Just better. Yeah. Well, Dude, it, I, well, I've the, heard I've heard it's better, but the, I heard it's more zombies, and that's why it's there better. are more zombies. There's better characters. It's got a much better atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Honest to God, dude, if you were pissed off at now, okay, let me let me preface this by saying that <laughs> I dropped out after the third season because it started going the way of The Walking Dead by being terrible. Yeah. Uh, but the first two seasons, Jesus Christ, those are good. Like, if you have nothing else but time, and if you can watch it for free, I highly, highly recommend... Watch it. You, you make some time for it, yes. Mm. All right. That's another damn thing. I got a lot of the shit that I got to watch mm -hmm. tonight. Um... No lie, the next is Game of Thrones. We don't have to talk about it, but I'm just telling you know it's it is on this horror horror, horror show. Well, there are there are great horror yeah. scenes in there. Anything to do with the White Walkers yeah. until they completely ruined that fucking character mm -hmm. was was great. Like, are are we doing spoiler alert for this or no? Are we assuming um, that they've seen it? If they're listening to our podcast and they didn't see our mini series of uh, Game of Thrones, then fuck them. So. <laughs> okay. The yes. scene in um I forget what where it was, but it's up north. It's like season eight when the Night King's on the move and they find the kid pinned to the wall. Oh yeah. 
that scene alone, I think, justifies calling it a horror show. Yeah. It was really well done. Uh, just fucking superb. But the show overall, would I consider it horror? Not really. It's more of an action fantasy drama kind of thing than a, yeah. than a horror show. Yeah. I think it has horror aspects, but what action movie doesn't? Yeah, I was about to say, that, you, know? That, you know, if the horror elements are people get killed and, like, raped and stuff, it's like, well, that's the majority of movies and TV out there these days. You know, it's just getting darker and more violent all the time. Where do you draw the line? Like, what makes a horror movie specifically horror? Yeah. Like, is it a certain tone? Like, what's the what's the cutoff, basically? I don't know. You know, it's it could be. I mean, I'll leave it to the experts, man. I'm not. I'm well, not a fucking doctor we, here. I've talked about it before, and I and I've told you before. I really do believe what makes horror is different to everyone else. Like, what is horror? In fact, on our Facebook page, Couch on Fire Podcast, I'm doing a poll this week on who's you know what's your favorite horror movie because you got to. People, they're going to instantly think, oh, well, Nightmare on All Street and all these other things. But mm -hmm. to someone someone else, The Purge could be their favorite horror movie because that what, whatever scares them, whatever, you know, hurts them, you know, like uh, like the last season of, um, you know, American Horror Story. It was a mm -hmm. political thing. It was a cult thing. To me, that's not scary at all. Witches, that's not scary at all. Voodoo, that whole thing in New Orleans, that's not scary at all. What's scary to me is fucking aliens and monsters. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, I don't know. But those are pretty much the really big top of the TV shows. There's a, Obviously, the list goes on and on and on. But um, a lot of them are just dumb. I mean, you know, Goosebumps is on there. I saw that. You know, the TV shows that I recommend, you know, The Twilight Zone, Bates Motel, Hannibal. I mean, these are all horror things. I think right now... Like I, I think I told you before, the horror is changing, and it's not, it's not, it's not that it's a bad thing, but it's definitely changing. It's not the slashers in the '80s. It's not the, you know, the torturing in the early 2000s. It's something else, and I can't really figure it out. I think it's more psychological. Well, so, I would argue the horror is taking its time getting to the point where it is now in films. Yeah. Where there's a lot of really great psychological tense indie horror movies, and then you have like the crowd pleasing, you know, for the paste eaters in the in the world, you know, just like dumb slasher movies. Um, I don't think TV horror knows what it wants to be yet, or knows where its audience is. Yeah, and it'll take them a little bit of soul searching to find that. I think uh, eventually, I hope to reach the point where we have like an A24 for TV. A24, for those of you not in the know, is single, almost single-handedly responsible for the resurgence of indie horror, them and Blumhouse. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. You did talk about that before. Um, oh, dude, yeah. I, I'm going to go. I'm seeing fucking um, Midsummer tonight. Are you really? 10.30 p.m., yep, dark-ass theater by Damn. myself. You must close tomorrow. Yes, sir, I do. <laughs> I'm well, ready. Well, you'll have to let me know on um, when we record another episode. Oh, I will. You gotta Believe let me, me know that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have really much to say about TV horror. I mean, that's pretty much it. I think my favorite, um, obviously Stranger Things right now. It's a really good. I like what they're doing with it. I really do. Uh, I think I'm curious to see how they do it because 
they filmed this last season like a year and a half ago, but it, they postponed this last season. So the gro- they're even more grown-ups now than they ever were before. So Now, if I can ask, with, with as little spoilers as possible, if you could let me know, what kind of... Is there like a supernatural threat in season three, like the Demogorgon in season one and the fucking squid thing in season two? Yeah. Well, so so there's always it's season one and two. It's always been there's always been two stories, the 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 monsters from the up upside down, and then there's mm-hmm. the then there's Hawkins. But I will say this: in season three, the two it's the monsters from the upside down, but it's the Russians. Oh shit! Not the Russians. Well, in the eighties, the Soviet Union was a big thing, and there was a big threat, and all this good stuff. I mean, they, they I would say this: the amount of product placement they did in this movie was great the comedy was great the first two episodes were character building but they still had action so like it wasn't like okay this is boring i really wish there was some action every eight because there's only eight episodes every episode is very important and it's a good it's a good uh Hmm. you gotta watch it it's it's eight it's eight episodes the last i think they're all an hour but the last episode the season finale is like an hour and a half or something like that so um it's pretty uh but it's pretty good. It's it's shocking. There's some things that I I didn't I I wish I didn't I didn't predict and I think it was I think that's great. So Oh good. I'll give it a, I'll definitely give it a watch then. I'll I'll catch yeah. up on season 2 first and then I'll give it a watch. Yeah, season 2. Definitely watch the end like skip that I skip that whole episode. It's pointless. And mm-hmm. then um just skip that whole episode cuz you will need to know at least what happens in the last two episodes. Or if you do have Netflix I haven't seen season two in so long that I just watched a recap. <laughs> the, re- the recap just kind of tells you what the fuck's going on, but definitely watch that. It's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's all I was gonna say. Any uh, last words about the podcast on TV horror? Not off the top of my head. No, I just I hope there's more. I hope that it's we start to see a lot more involvement now that Netflix and Amazon Prime are getting in the game, and of course oh, Hulu is yeah. doing their own streaming. Oh, yeah. You've already started to see that there's more horror on TV now than there was like in the past. Yeah, compared to the '90s, which was like a dry fucking well. I, I feel optimistic, cautiously optimistic about the future of horror on TV. Well, just imagine. So the 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 amount the amount of horror movies that came out of the 1980s is staggering. So just imagine if in the 1980s they could stream movies. Imagine how many horror movies would be fucking out. Just saying. I want to I want to I want to do another zombie uh TV show if I had the money and I if I knew how to direct. But I wouldn't base it off any comic book or anything. I would literally base it off George Romero's Day of the Dead, you know? Mm-hmm. I would just base it off that. It would just well, be dude- to be perfectly honest, I don't know about the director skill thing. Yeah. But with the way that Netflix is putting out new shows these days, I think you could literally just go up to them and say, "Hey, I want a TV show," and they'll just <laughs> give it to you. Or maybe the book that I'm writing, November 26, mm-hmm. uh, will turn into a TV show because it's pretty. It'll be adapted. It's pretty fucking awesome. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and goodbye. Always a pleasure.